Coyote was extremely lucky. He just struck gold because he never expected to be able to do wood carving in a prison. I mean, imagine this. A Tanzanian uh, overcrowded prison and they give one of the weakest prisoners a knife. Okay, you don't have to be a real imaginative person to figure out what's going to happen. So he, he knew that Basically, his carving days were over because Coyote was not in for a minor crime or even habitual status. He was there for murder and the worst kind of murder, murder that occurred while he was robbing a bank. There's a story behind that, but he didn't know how to put it in words and nobody would believe him anyway. So he walked into a bank shot the teller in the heart and she died and you know like real life is there was controversy and Koyati was never clear on how many children she had was it two or four it didn't matter because it ate him up with guilt so uh, he was not there for a casual visit he was on death row now the good news is that uh, the capital punishment was uh, on a moratorium right then in, in Tanzania. The bad news was that there were politicians who were trying really hard to bring it back because crime was out of control in, in Dar es Salaam and the other big cities like Arusha and so on around Tanzania, around the whole of East Africa, in fact. Uh, so if these guys succeeded... And unfortunately, the judge, Judge Zaidi, on Koyati's case, and uh, the chief prosecutor, Peter Chaboy, and even his advocate were in a little cabal that were working very hard to get the death penalty reinstated. So he was not so completely safe from that as, as he thought. But at best, he would get life imprisonment. And when was he? ever going to be able to carve again. So uh, things didn't look good, if not only for his life, also for his carving career. But Koyati got exceedingly lucky. That's the nature of luck, isn't it? It's not something you expect, otherwise you wouldn't call it luck. He his prison head at the city central in Dar es Salaam happened to be a dreamer. He got his hands on a huge grant from the United Nations for occupational therapy services at the prison because all the prisons in the region were overcrowded and they all came under uh, increasing uh, criticism because there was no form of occupational therapy or any form of rehabilitation, really. So, of course, the recidivism was sky high. Almost everybody who'd been in jail came back to jail if they ever got out. So he took that money and built a wood carving workshop. 
Wood carving is the natural thing for Tanzania because of the huge numbers of wood carvers working next to the road, jumping in front of tourist cars, safari jeeps and so on to, to pull off their their uh, wood carvings and Kuyati teases them for making spoons all the time uh, on the tourists. So it was a major industry. In, in fact, at the time when Kuyati was there, uh, Tanzania was running out of carving wood. The damn wood carvers were carving up the entire city's uh, vegetation. But there was the workshop with nobody in it. So when Kuyati was incarcerated, the brother and who uh, was friends with Captain Ndulu, by the way, the, the regional parole officer, told the prison head that this was a world-class artist and he was not lying. So Kuyati, it was not standard procedure to let anybody on death road out for uh, any labor gang or any kind of occupational therapy. I mean, if you theoretically anyway planning to hang a guy, what's the point of, of, of rehabilitating him? I mean, he gets the ultimate rehabilitation. And here he was in his own little workshop. This is how the layout worked. The workshop was huge. It was a sort of a addition to the old prison. And it had good light, the windows very high up with bars in front of them, but the windows that let in sunlight. That was fantastic. And it was big, as I said. And in the, on the one wall of it was a tiny little enclosure called the paint shop. This is where they were supposed to to lock up the the varnishes and the stains and the paints uh, so that prisoners wouldn't steal it and sniff it or set the building on fire or a thousand other ways in which they could use this to cause trouble. So this little paint shop was fitted with a small extractor fan because remember, Kuyati was a dangerous man in, in, in the eyes of the law. And this would be his little carving shop where he was supposed to create wood carvings uh, for basically the prison head's little private gallery. Because, you see, at that stage, there were already two or three of Kuyati's carvings in the prison's uh, gallery. For example, there was the, the hippopotamus bull was fighting off uh, an invisible rival next to him. His body was curled over to, to the left and he was biting and snarling. And, and this was made by Kuyati right after he discovered Rhoda and some of the other uh, impressionist post-impressionist and classical sculptors who had not only movement but also emotion in their, in their lines of the of their sculpting of the uh, products. 
So here he is, and he cannot believe his luck. He's in his little workshop, and he puts the heron on the shelf because he promised that as he carves, he'll be talking to Miss Heron. He presses the record button to start. He's, he's going to keep his promise. But before he gets a sound out, Heron talks to him. And this is what she says. Hello, Kuyati. My name is Chiku. I am Isadora's niece. She asked me to be the voice on the recorder. Pleased to meet you. Isadora asked that you start with your earliest memories, the first events and people and places in your life that you can remember. But, she says, it doesn't re really matter where you begin as long as you talk to the heron. That is, talk to me, I suppose. And now Kuyati says, Miss Heron, the moment I heard your voice, I knew it would work. I had someone I could talk to. I'm going to trust you with my whole life, with anything that comes into my head. But be warned, as Sparrow says, my head is a scary place. So uh, he had had a big fright. He bumped over his, uh, the little stool with his chisels on top and so on. Uh, and he picks everything up. And now he t tells how it all started. Uh, one morning, uh, a lieutenant in the prison service came to Kuyati's cell with papers to sign, and he signed over his life and his copyright and his right to any uh, images that he made. Sounds almost biblical, thou shalt make no graven image. Uh, and Kuyati signed with an X and he felt the humiliation again of not being able to sign his, his name. And uh, then the prison's lieutenant left with my X on his documents he says, and I stood in my cell wondering what the hell I just signed. <laughs> he never really knew. So one bright morning, Shumari, his old enemy from the village, takes him to the wood carving shop. And they go down some stairs and walk through the gray, dirty passageway that goes to the bright new part of the prison, the workshop. So there's a sign above the uh, workshop door, the new workshop. And he dragged Shumari to a halt. Uh, Shunari, Shumari knows he doesn't read, but he waits for me to ask. Kuyati says, I needed to know. What does the sign say? He looked up at the sign. It says, City Central Prison Wood Carving Workshop, reserved for fools. I memorized the name, City Central Prison Wood Carving Workshop. Wow, that was a mouthful. They unlocked the door, Kuyati settled in. He almost had a heart attack when he saw the array of tools. And another one, when he saw the stack of, of wood blanks, you call an uncarved piece of wood a blank. Uh... And then un uh, Shumari unlocked the, the little paint store inside the workshop. It's a little workshop inside the workshop. And Kuyati is just in heaven. So uh, under, the, under the workbench, 
he discovers his old backpack. And in the backpack uh, is a variety of things. He's wood carving blanks, his precious woods, zebra wood, ebony, even a piece of Madagascar rosewood, the wonderful, most wonderful wood in the world, padauk, bubinga, butternut, American basswood from a broken picture frame. He cannot believe this. And then he's, uh, he, he finds in a different little yellow toolbox his miniatures that he'd carved, the Maasai Creed, where he carves the, the items, the credos in the Maasai Creed one by one as a cluster of tiny wooden sculptures. And brother called him a miniaturist, in fact, because he worked in su such small detail. Koyati uses tools such as dentist's instruments, a bone curette, bone scalers, jeweler's tool, tools, a little chasing hammer, rosary pliers, locking tweezers, things also that you would get in a, a miniature train set uh, enthusiast toolbox, watchmaker's tools. He asks, have you ever carved wood with a two millimeter flat screwdriver, Miss Heron? I do it all the time. He had his life back, if only for a time. And uh, Koyati, oddly enough, has been making friends with the other prisoners and they explained to him the significance of his new workshop. What is this? It is his inner sanctum. Kuyat is holy place.